Rocking across the USA and actually across the world every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific. Welcome aboard, gang. You are tuned in to America's Positive Radio Talk Show. David Essel in the box with you, as I have been for the past 22 years and counting. Broadcasting live out of Studio E in Los Angeles, California. Proud to be part of the Premier Radio Network. Of course, you're listening to us on XM Satellite Radio 246. And we stream this show worldwide at talkdavid.com. 1-800-548-8255. So many different topics that we cover every Saturday, and one of them, Daniel Gutierrez, who's with us next, coming up in just a moment here. Um, we're going to be talking to him about how to step into our greatness. It's That's the title of one of his books, Stepping into Greatness. Success is up to you. We're going to find out what are those steps to step into greatness, and why don't we? Oh, my Lord, so many of us, sometimes people call it low self-esteem, low self-confidence. So many people, like, they'll wait 10, 20, 30, 40, sometimes their whole lifetime and never really see the incredible gift and talent of love and beauty that they are. And as you listen to the show and you've been with us for a while, you know that's an absolute shame. Find out from Daniel how to break that, shatter that, bring in a new belief system that says you are worthy to see all that you can be, become, and do, which is a very high-energy approach to life, isn't it? 1-800-548-8255. Daniel's a best-selling author, as I mentioned. Stepping into greatness, success is up to you. Also, an advisor to the White House personnel in the Obama administration. Daniel, it is great to have you back. Thank you for having me. I just had such a blast last time. I'm glad that uh, we get a chance to play a little more. (laughs) Yeah, I I agree. I agree. Daniel, what was your childhood growing up? Where did you grow up and what was it like? Well, I grew up in a little bitty teeny weeny town called Midlothian, Texas. And uh, and it's as small as it sounds. (laughs) And and you know what? As far as as growing up, I mean, you know, uh, I write a lot about that in my book because it was not an easy upbringing. Uh, a lot of a lot of uh, turmoil, a lot of family dynamics. It just wasn't fun. Uh, it wasn't a fun time, but uh, definitely made it through it. <laughs> yeah, I, absolutely. Yeah, in a very. And let me ask you this: What is the difference between someone that grows up with chaos and drama in their family, maybe a lack of love, a lack of self uh, respect, mm-hmm. because they they see that modeled in their family, right? What What is the difference between someone who comes from that background, Daniel, and makes it, as you have, and someone that comes to that through that background and does not? What's the difference? Yeah, you know what? It's very simple, and most people miss this, and it's just choice. There was yeah. a choice uh, at, at, at somewhere in my life where I had to make a decision that I was going to walk down that path and end up dead or in jail, or I was going to not do that. And unfortunately mm-hmm. for some of my brothers, that that was not what they chose. Yeah. And and for me it was just one of those things I mean it was there was always something burning in me uh David that that said there's got to be more to life than what I see. There's got to be more than just this this little town. There's got to be more than all this chaos I see in my home. And and I went looking for it. Yeah. Was was there Daniel was there a, can you remember a turning point like were you 8 or 10 or 12 or 16 or 19 when you looked around and and said this here here here's the fork in the road. If I go right where the whole family is gone, I know that's going to happen. I'm going to go left. Do you remember a year and an incident that you made that choice? I was 13, and I made a decision. Uh, and this is what I said to myself at the age of 13. I said to myself, I am, I am not going to go down this path 
and I am going to create a whole new um, generation of Gutierrez's. And, and that was a decision I made at that point. And, and I'm glad to say today I'm a father with a beautiful son that doesn't mm. know all this craziness that, that, that I grew up with. I mean, he'll read yeah. about it someday. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and, that's, and, that's, and that's, as close, that's as close as you want him to it, isn't yeah, I mean, it? <laughs> I, that, when it's true. I mean, I, you know, there was times when I, I wouldn't take him home because I didn't want him around certain dynamics. You know, it was like, no, wow. you, I don't want you to know what I had to go through. And not, not shielding him. But making sure that he didn't know that life, because it was, it's not for him. Mm-hmm. For, for people to step into their own greatness, all of our listeners right now, and all the people that are going to, you know, every show we have, Daniel, we, we have it archived. And so for our, our listeners right now, if you're listening to the show and you say, oh, my Lord, I really wish my, my partner, my son, my daughter, yeah. my best friend was watching, go to davidessel.com or talkdavid.com and listen to this, because everything is archived on our website. So what are the major reasons why someone does not explore? Now, you mentioned choice. Right. But but does not explore their greatness, does not explore their beauty, their possibilities, their talent. You know go, what? Go more into, Probably yeah. one of the biggest things that people face is self-judgment, hmm. self-criticism. Uh, and, and they don't step into their greatness because they don't believe it's for them. You know, I always had a belief that, you know, I was the guy that, you know, would, you know, be in a, you know if I was in a room of, of horse manure... <laughs> then I knew there had to be a horse in there somewhere. You know? <laughs> it didn't get there on its own. So, so right. I think that when people quit being self-critical and, and, and really take a look at the, at the great, that they were born in the image of greatness, that they, they were born to make manifest the glory that's within them, and, and that they themselves have the power to, to create that choice and to create that life and to step out and be something different than maybe they're growing up, then they, then they get to to live that greatness. And here's what happens. When you get a little taste of greatness, when you get a, right. a little, just a little teeny-weeny bit of it, you start liking it. And you start realizing how much power you have, and it kind of builds on itself. The, the, one of the words that just popped into my head as you're talking is that we become victims, Daniel, to, yes. you, know, we, you know, like you. You could have easily said, you know what, life isn't fair, and, and, and you know, the, the, the people on the other side of the street, the other side of the tracks, they've got it made because they've got yeah. accent. Right? You could, okay, how does someone break out of victimhood? Where they're still looking back and they're saying, if it wasn't for my former partner, if it wasn't for my parents, if it wasn't for my genetics, how the hell did they get out of victimhood? Well, you know, I want to go back to, I've always taught that, that in order for us to get out of, of places that we're in, we have to take self-responsibility. And, and, and here are three things that I learned along the way that were very important to me. And, 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 and when we get to this place where we understand these three phrases, I am worthy of my love, I am worthy of my acceptance, and I am worthy of my forgiveness. And when we get to that space where we really understand, so the reason why people don't make the step and, they, and they're in victimhood is because they feel like for some reason that, that someone's doing something to them, and that comes from judgment. Right. And so we have to release that judgment we have on other people and, and turn it inward because the judgment that we have on other people on the outside is something that's coming from the inside. So, you know, what you said there, I can remember many times going, man, this is not fair. Why do I have to have this life? You know, yes. and then really realizing, you know what, that's self-inflicted. That's self-inflicted yes. because they're not doing anything to me. Why would I be upset that they're driving a Mercedes-Benz and I'm not? Yeah, right. Right? It's self-inflicted. Right. So, again, it goes back to self-ownership. You know, at the end of the day, 
that, that your most dominant thought is always being brought into reality. And if your most dominant thought is of scarcity and it's of, of pain, then that, that's all you're going to have in your life. And, and you really right. kind of come to that place where you just make that decision to do something different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is so important to hear. Do you know, I think it was um, President Obama did the keynote address at, it might have been Moorhead University or Morehouse University. It's an all-black or mainly black school. And this year, he said to all the graduating seniors, you have no more excuses about the color of your skin to right what on. you can do and can't do. And Daniel, I, I know you're right on that path. And I was like, oh, my God, thank you. Right. Yes. How powerful is that? Well, it's extremely powerful because we, we, we so much want to be victims of something. Yes. You know, it seems like we're always blaming the they department in Washington or something, you know. I mean, where <laughs> right. is the they department? You know? <laughs> you know, but we're always, you know, people are always blaming other people instead of taking, again, going back to personal responsibility. Your life will change when you change. Perfect. Daniel Gutierrez, we're going to have him hang right in there. We're going to a quick break. We're okay. going to come back more with Daniel with his tips to help you move into your own greatness, to feel it, to love it, to live it. Every day. You're tuned into America's Positive Radio Talk Show, David Essel Alive. For more information on Daniel, go to our website, talkdavid.com. You'll find his links to his Facebook and his website. His you'll find everything you need to know and more about Daniel right at talkdavid.com. And he's coming back. We are gonna return with him in a moment. Stay there. Rocking across the USA and the world every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific on XM 246. David Essel alive, of course, here bringing you the greatest information, keys, tips, steps to help you move, as Daniel Gutierrez says, into your own greatness. We're speaking with Daniel right now. And one of his best-selling books, Stepping into Greatness, Success is Up to You. Daniel, who do you look up to? Like, are there the people right now that maybe you you are mentors of yours or authors or other individuals that you look at and go, they're living the type of life of greatness? Mind is an author you may know called Don Miguel Reese. He wrote The Four Agreements. Sure, absolutely. Well, he and I are very good friends, and uh, actually a couple years ago got the chance to travel around the world with him speaking, and I just really admire this guy for who he is, and mm. and, um, and I'm honored to, to call him friend and, and to be able to spend time with him and learn from him, because he's, he's nothing but a ball of love. Yeah, right? You know? <laughs> I love that. I love that. Who else would you, would you put into that category? Well, as far as someone else that, that I would probably put in that, well, I mean, you know, some people might say, may sound corny, but, you know, my mother, you know, oh. um, my mother, you know, the f- interesting thing about my mom is she never was one to sit down and say, I'm going to teach you this and teach you that. But she taught me through her actions. You know, she taught me tenacity. She taught me to stick to itiveness. She taught me not to complain. Um, and and that to me is is something that, that I've been able to to kind of take and, and really use in my life because, you know, I mean, as we were talking about earlier, there were many times when I could have quit. Right. I, I could have quit and said, you know, been the victim, you know, well, how come they get all that? Why, why is my life so hard? And yes. theirs is not, you know. And the truth is, is that I didn't really know that. Now, looking back, you know, 30 years of being in high school, I mean, uh, getting around my friends and hearing that their lives were just as hard as mine. Yes. 
you know when when we talk about going into greatness and coming from hard times there was there there's the three girls from Ohio that were kidnapped mm-hmm. for like 10 years mm-hmm. they were just you know and and we look at that and we go oh my gosh if there's anyone that says i have a reason to feel victimized it could be those three right right, right. yeah and you know what I, I i don't know where they're coming from but i don't think that they're in that space mm-hmm. you know um but you're right i mean uh, the horror that they went through for 10 years um yeah. It's amazing. It's just absolutely amazing. It is. is is the pathway for them to get from wherever they are, and maybe they're on it, Daniel. You and I don't know, but let, I want to ask you this question: is is the pathway? Does it start when they begin the path of forgiveness? Yeah. In other words, like like they're they're for them to get to their highest level of greatness, yeah. would it have to be part of that? Be the steps of forgiving that man who yeah. who abused them so greatly? You know. Uh, this is a difficult thing for people to hear, but we will not find, we do not, will not connect to our higher good or our higher greatness until we find forgiveness. For, first of all, forgiving themselves, because I'm sure that, you know, why, how did I get here? And then forgiving that man for doing what he did, because that energy of hate and disappointment and all these things that must be going through someone's mind when they go through something like that is just killing them. The perpetrator yes. doesn't care. I mean, you know, there's no logistical or logical way for us to understand that. But when we we don't forgive people for them, we forgive them for us. Right on. And and, and so that we in our hearts can go on with our lives and see the true beauty and fruits of our lives. If we don't, then we're bitter. And and bitterness and hate and and all these things that grow within us just cause, you know, uh, a discord in your health. And it, it really, it ends up killing you instead of the other person. You know, so I do believe that 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 you know, no one has to condone the behavior. No right one's on. saying that at all. But you do mm-hmm. have to forgive, so that mm-hmm. you can move on. Again, this is an what uh, an outward expression for an internal result. Mm-hmm. And Daniel, if you were working with those three girls, and you had met with them and and said to them, if you'd like to go step into your greatness. I would like to help you, and we're going to start with forgiveness. What would be the first step that you would ask them to do? You know, that's a great question, David. I'm glad you asked that. And you know what I would have them do is to, is to all that stuff that they have inside because of what they endured, I would have them write a letter to that guy mm-hmm. and write this letter and, and write, and this is nothing that he, that he would ever see. It was just for them, that they would write every single thing that they either didn't like or whatever whatever feelings that they had inside because or hated yeah or hated or hated right. yeah i mean this yeah. is this is poison but to write it all out on paper to begin that 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 for, that um process of forgiveness is is writing it all out i would have them write it all out you know and and just get it out of their system just write until you can't write anymore and i think that's the first step to forgiveness is 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 getting that stuff out of our system and on paper so that we can begin the process of forgiving and healing. And, and what happens after that is that, that you have this piece of paper. I always tell my clients, look, there's energy in everything. Everything is energy. I said, and there's energy in that letter you wrote. And you don't have to send it to them, and it doesn't matter. It's not about them. It's about you. I have right to take this piece of paper and, and, and literally burn it mm-hmm. on, a, on a barbecue pit or something like that so they can see the if you ever seen thing burn david you could see the energy off of it right you could yes, see the, exactly you could just exactly see it. i said see the energy of that hate and that disappointment and all that stuff that you wrote down going just into the ethers and going away 
Mm. And watch that physical act of that burning and that energy just kind of dissipating. And, and also at the same time, uh, uh, um, softening, softening your heart right. to this person, right? I mean, that's right. what I would tell them to do. I love it. I love it. And, and ladies and gentlemen, as you're listening, you may have resentments against someone, and, and, and I pray to God you've never, anyone listening has never gone through what these poor three girls have gone through, but you still may be holding resentments. And, and, and a question, my next question, Daniel, would be, and this is just going to be something off the top of your head I'm going to ask you to answer with a ballpark, but if these three girls decided to work with you, someone like yourself, and they really did put the effort in and they were ready to heal and step into their greatness as your book so well defines. Do you have any idea how long it might take for someone to get to that space of healing and forgiveness if they went through the torture and the terror of 10 years that these girls went through? Any idea at all how long? You know what the beautiful thing about forgiveness um, is it it's instant. Um, it, there is a process because what's happened to them is embedded into their subconscious mind and you have to you have to work with that you know everyone has limited beliefs and i always tell them that limited beliefs are things that keep us in the in the hell that we're living in yeah. and, and sometimes there's a process of maybe they have to write because that was such a multi-dimensional thing that happened to them over the years it may take them a little while of because another another letter will show up and they'll have to go through that process again but the actual yes. act of forgiveness though is instant. That mm. softening of the heart is instant. The process of, of getting that out of their subconscious mind is so embedded is a little bit longer. Yeah. But 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 what you're saying is, and I'm going to even broaden this out, ladies and gentlemen, as you listen and you have any resentments, any rage, any anger, no matter how justified you might think it is, right. the, the minute you start the process of the written word, because I agree with you, Daniel, it cannot be something done in your brain. It has to be done in writing, yes. is that we begin to feel lighter. We begin to feel more free, more yes. open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is so cool. Ladies and gentlemen, I would love for you to pick up Daniel's book, Stepping Into Greatness. Go to our website, talkdavid.com, or go to find Daniel's website, or go directly to his, danielgutierrez.com, danielgutierrez.com. Check it out, because the one thing that this show has been based on forever is to help you find your pathway into your own greatness. The way Daniel has found his, the way he has helped millions of other people around this world to find theirs, you will be able to benefit greatly through his book, Stepping Into Greatness. Daniel, you are always such a wealth of information, great tips that you gave us today, and I love your thought process with the three girls in Ohio, and you and I both know they don't have to be listening to this show to get the energy from you, do they? Nope, they'll get it. Energetically, they'll pick it up. And thank you, thank you, David, for having me. I, I love being on your show, and I look forward to another time when we yes. can play again. Oh, heck yes. We'll be doing more of this, Daniel. Right. I love you, bro. Take care. <laughs> bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. 1 800 548 Remember that. Remember what Daniel said. I agree so wholeheartedly. What we talked about at the beginning of the show with Susie Orman. Susie Orman could not begin to get her mojo back to regain her self-confidence until she forgave the person that robbed her of her entire life savings. Do the same for yourself. Let yourself free. 1-800-548-8255. David Essel alive. For more information on the show and all of our guests, go to talkdavid.com. Stay right there.
Oh, yeah. My gal Florence. I could listen to that chick sing all day long. Welcome aboard, gang. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to be with us as we share with you information tips and thoughts on how to lift your life and bring your life to the highest level possible of your own existence, financially, spiritually, mentally, relationships, healing, you name it, 800-548-8255, XM Satellite Radio 246. We stream the show live at talkdavid.com, broadcasting out of Studio E in Los Angeles, California, proud to be part of the Premier Radio Network. Don't forget on Facebook, join us on Facebook. David Essel Alive. We give away free videos, tips, ideas, thoughts on helping you to become more alive in life. Just go to Facebook and like us. David Essel Alive. We would love to have you do that. I'm going to give you more information a little bit later about how to join our text club. Coming up in a couple minutes, we have this, this, the coolest interview with Lisa Doyle coming up. This is a woman that in 2005 was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. Three years later, from 2008 to this very day, she has not had any symptoms whatsoever, 100% symptom-free, healed. Multiple sclerosis healed, and she did it through alternative methods of healing. I'm excited to share Lisa's story with you, and she's going to be on the air doing it herself, as a matter of fact, because so many people, when we are, and she was diagnosed with an MRI, lesions on the brain, the whole nine yards of symptoms told her that what she had, and she didn't need the MRI, I can only imagine. But it, it, was, it was confirmed. And so most of the time we look at that as a death sentence, whether it's fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue, uh, deep anxiety, depression, multiple sclerosis, you name it. But there are so many people, some you'll never hear about, who have found ways of healing. And I want you to hear from all of them. We're going to talk to Lisa in a minute. Whenever I talk about alternative healing, I always share stories about the things that I use. Essential oils is one of those things that I use on a daily basis. Um, a little while ago, I was telling you guys about my love for lemongrass. I have lemongrass in the studio with me at all times. I also have frankincense with me. I have lavender at home. And, and I use Dr. Brown's oils. Dr. Michelle Brown, acupuncturist, um, alternative healer who believes from the bottom of her heart, that we can utilize the essential oils of plants, 100% pure, as a matter of fact. This is important. They've got to be certified pure, therapeutic-grade essential oils for them to be able to offer the benefits that I talk about on the show. I know this is true. She's worked with people that have suffered from pain, all kinds of allergies, respiratory conditions, weight issues, which I had never heard of until I met Michelle Brown. I had never even heard that people used aromatherapy oils for weight issues, but I, you know, like frankincense, when I think of the use of frankincense, oh my Lord. Well, first of all, I use it on a daily basis and I use it for centered. I, I want to be centered. I want to be in the present moment and I want to be centered frankincense. I love it. I, I look at it as my, my essential oil for inner peace. I happen to use it. I've only used oils, honestly, um, as inhalation. I inhale the aroma, and it's instant. Oh, my Lord. You know, I'm a former drug addict, and I can tell you that it hits your brain faster than cocaine. It does. And I don't mind sharing my history, my background. I have no shame. I have no guilt whatsoever. Never, ever will either. But I use essential oils now to get that type of feeling that I really want. The inner peace from frankincense is unbelievable. If you want more information than I can give you just with my talking about how powerful 
essential oils are, go to um, Dr. Brown's website, drbrownsoils.com. Dr. Brown's Oils. Now, it's Dr. Brown's Oils. D is in the letter for David, although it's Dr. R as in Richard. So drbrownsoils.com. Check it out. She has the purest therapeutic grade essential oils that you can find. They absolutely rock. And two of my favorites, lemongrass, and that helps with my clarity, which is why I have it during the show. And then immediately after the show, Frankincense, which brings me down to that peaceful level. I absolutely love this stuff. It really works. And if you want to see how instantaneous it is, buy some for yourself. You will find it. Its immediate effect is incredible. drbrownsoils.com, drbrownsoils.com. I know you're going to love it. I do myself. So if you're diagnosed with multiple sclerosis, what do you do? Well, as anyone else, Lisa Doyle went to her doctor, didn't know what was going on. All kinds of craziness was happening. Nausea, vertigo. The only time she said she ever felt comfortable was when she was lying down. And she was seeing these wild things out of her her eyes. She had to wear an eye patch, for God's sake, in order to just function in this world. What would you do if you were Lisa? Well, Lisa Doyle is with us right now, and she's going to tell us what happened, how she healed herself, and how she's feeling today. Lisa, welcome to the show. Hi, David. <laughs> <laughs> I am so glad that you are with us, honey. I am thrilled to be here. I really, truly am. I, I love an opportunity to, to share my journey. Yeah. I always yeah. love it. Well, I, you know, I can only imagine, Lisa, but tell me, let's go back to 2005. Um, you're, you're having all these symptoms, the vertigo, the, which is the dizziness and the nausea. And, I mean, life just must have sucked then, didn't it? It did. It actually, well, yeah. I, it actually just came on abruptly, really. Um, it was one day I just felt very fuzzy. And then one morning I woke up and I saw two of everything. Like, it was like when I was looking at a face, I saw one on top of the other. So I had to constantly hold my left eye to, to get, you know, clear vision. I had to cover one eye. And then I just, I was trying to shake it off. And and then I just, from that point, I went to the doctor and they sent me for an eye scan. Um, and then from there, uh, it came back negative. Then I went for a brain scan, came back negative, and then I had to go and opt a neurologist. So my journey started from that point, and when I saw double, then I started uh, progressively just losing feeling in my, well, actually, in my left ear, I started losing hearing and right. um, losing feeling in my left ear, actually, as well. And then I just couldn't sit up. I, I, every time I stood up, I fell. And um, I just had to just stay laying down. So hmm. that's where it all began. So then I went to an opti-neurologist. Yeah. Now, are, are those symptoms that you just shared, is that the normal symptoms for multiple sclerosis? Is that is that what most people would feel, somewhat of those kind of combination? Yes. There's all different types of symptoms, but what I know of, vertigo and anything to do with the opti nerve is is huge and also lower extremities um tingling in the lower extremities in your um mm. the, the lower extremities of your legs even your hands and so I, then you went you you went for the MRI and they found four lesions on your brain right well when i went to the opti neurologist 
um, he he was really baffled by the fact that the uh, CT scans came back negative. So he sent me out for this MRI. And I wanted to mention that during all this, um, I did not have any health insurance. Oh. And, yeah, which was which was interesting because I was able to really get to know the doctors in town. And, and everybody was, like, willing to work with me, which was wonderful. Yeah. So, yes, that was wonderful. So when I went to get the MRI, the results were four lesions on my brain. And I did not understand what that meant. I, I, I couldn't fathom what that even meant. And he mentioned to me one thing in the office. He goes, you know, I just want to tell you right off the bat, you have MS. And I didn't even know what MS was. Right. And I, I had no idea what it was. And then mm. I, and my caretaker, which was my mom, was sitting in the corner and she started, she was hysterical crying. I'm thinking, what is this? And then he said one key thing to me that stuck with me. And he yeah. said, well, you know, these could be old lesions. So I said, hmm, you know, old. So now they're showing symptoms. Yeah, so right. That, Lisa, you know I, what I'm going to do? Uh, Lisa, uh, hold right there. We're going to go to a quick break. We're going to come back. We're talking with Lisa Doyle about her recovery from multiple sclerosis. 2005, she was diagnosed. After 2008, from then to today, she has not had one symptom. She healed herself via natural healing principles. And we'll talk to more Lisa about that. Get the details. You're tuned in to America's Positive Radio Talk Show. More information on Lisa, myself, the show at talkdavid.com. Stay right there. David Essel, live America's Positive Radio Talk Show, 1-800-548-8255, broadcasting live out of Studio E in Los Angeles, California. Nathan State and Will Wilkerson in the box with me here. Love you guys. Love the work that you do. We've got so many wonderful people uh, on our team, that is for sure. XM246, streaming live worldwide at talkdavid.com. And we're talking to Lisa Doyle, who... In 2005, diagnosed with multiple sclerosis, uh, we'll talk about these lesions on the brain that, that she had found through the MRI, and then from 2008 to today, no symptoms whatsoever. So, Lisa, when your doctor said that these lesions could be old lesions, what does that mean? Well, what it meant to me, he didn't give me any uh, reason uh, behind that. What he did mention was what I'm going to have to start doing is taking a shot every day. And he said that you will be going through relapses. He's letting me know my, he was actually declaring my journey. Yeah, right. And I, I was looking, like, you know, he, I, I couldn't understand. I, 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 I left the office. I shook his hand. I, I paid my bill. I walked out. I decided to go home and just kind of lay there and process everything that I heard. And from that point forward, I realized what really um, kind of started my journey was the fact that I heard old and old lesions. And then I heard in my own inner that you don't have time for this. I really didn't have time for this. I felt like there was no, <laughs> uh, David, when I tell you, I, there was no room 
to get acclimated to this new lifestyle that this doctor told me that I was going to. Right. I love that, Lisa. I love that. Seriously. Seriously. And then I decided at that point, I made a declaration, a clear intention that I absolutely do not own this. And I I really, I I literally surrendered. I said, I trust. I'm just, help me. Help me. You know, that's hey, what Lisa, I, let me let me ask you a question. Is it was there any MS in your family history? No. no. Well, yeah, that's the other like there there was no history. I never even heard of it. I you know, I I'm not a big fan of of like researching all things that are out in the medical field. I mean, I just never really did any research on it. I never even heard yeah. of it. So yeah. with that, I decided to, like, I, there's no way. I ruled everything out, there was, these symptoms. So what I did was my journey entailed on uh, researching um, the energy, because I know that the bodies, and we're all energy. Right. And it, it just did not make sense that I had lesions on my brain, I couldn't see, I couldn't hear, and I couldn't walk. And the word old got me into doing a little inner work on taking a look, like, what's old? And... Every day, I woke up grateful. I said, I know it's going to come to me today. My answer's going to come to me today. And I declared that every day. I'm open to receiving my answer. And every day, a new gift came into my world, either a phone call or a billboard sign or me going through um, a publication or researching to reach out to acupuncture, uh, Tibetan bowl healing. I mean, I've done... uh, sage essential oil. Um, I did everything. And every day I I thanked every day when I went to sleep, thank you very much for all these gifts. I know tomorrow is a new day. It's a new day. Every day was a new day. And I had clients that used to come into my lanai, drop off literature, and I took all these gifts. And I learned and discovered that, wait a minute, what am I really holding on to? And I actually took a I took a look at the lesions, and I named the lesions. Huh. And the, I named each lesion a, lesion a person that I had to forgive. Oh, my Lord! And two main lesions were my caretakers, where I right. had to learn to receive love, because I repelled love. I was a single mother yeah. at the time, came down to Florida. It was, I, I came down with some baggage. And I, I literally never received love unconditionally. And I always, I, I just didn't know how. So with that, each lesion, I decided to do forgiveness. And I, I did one at a time. I just, I just radical forgiveness. And um, yeah. with that, um, being grateful, visualization, meditation. And then along with that, I noticed that my hearing in my left ear, I was like, why am I losing my hearing? There had to be a reason. And for that, for me, it resonated with me that I wasn't listening to my, my intuition, my inner guide. Oh, beautiful. I, I wasn't listening. I was only yeah. listening to what I wanted to hear. And my vision, yeah. which was not balanced, I only wanted to see what I wanted to hear. Oh, that's so good. You are a very smart young woman. And you know what, David? At that point, that was like it, it. It couldn't be contraindicating to to forgive. No rights, exactly. Shift my way of thinking because everything that I received in was what I wanted, not what was what was, and I, yeah. I, I couldn't. I didn't trust. 
didn't trust the process. So once I surrendered and I trusted the process and was open and willing to receive all the gifts and all the power that I'm able to uh, see and feel and hear, it was just mind-blowing for me. Progressively gotten better from there. Yeah, and you know what, Lisa? This is so beautiful to hear. When we work with people that have struggled with fibromyalgia for 30 or 40 years, deep anxiety, agoraphobia, they, they can't leave their homes 30, 40, 50 years of this stuff. And when we share with them in our sessions that there's probably a huge emotional anchor that you're going to have to let go of in order to have any type of healing, the initially the clients look at us like, what are you, insane? I came here for more information on alternative healing techniques. Not that they're not important, right? But the emotional anchor to illness of all types is always there. And what you're saying is so valid and so important for our listeners across the world to hear that regardless of what the condition is, look deeply at things like, who am I resenting? Who am I enraged about? Who am I angry about? And what am I enraged or angry about myself for? Exactly. And I looked at the chakras. Uh, for yes. me, it was all the chakras. Everything that where it all manifested was on certain areas of my life. And when I looked deep within that, in each area, then I realized, what am I holding on to? Because I'm the only one I that is that knows, and and I'm powerful enough to change that. Yes. Oh my God! Did you happen to hear the guest before you, Daniel Gutierrez, about stepping into greatness? Did you happen to hear that, Lisa? Uh, uh, well, actually, no. I, I'm driving in my car, and I parked, <laughs> and I, I actually parked in the most serene place because I wanted to send to myself, so I was an open oh. channel for you. Oh, good. Well, anyway, let me just tell you in 10 seconds. His whole work is about stepping into greatness, and what you're talking about, it's such a beautiful follow-up because you stepped into your greatness by listening to that inner voice and doing the inner work, honey. It is so awesome to hear this. Oh, David, it, it, there is no when you tap into seeing how powerful you truly are and everything is energy, it is yeah. mind-blowing. One of the techniques that I used, too, was I, I learned that you can regrid your DNA in your brain. And, and with that, you could listen to classical music. It shifted me. Nice, Listening nice. to classical music was a huge component. Mm. So, so listen, we, we, we've got about 45 seconds here, Lisa. Quickly, in 45 seconds, go through. You said acupuncture, classical music, forgiveness. What other steps did you take? Oh, I, I, I met a beautiful naturalist who um, shared with me intuitively what um, nutrients that I needed, as well as herb, herbs and, mm. and homeopathic meds. I did a lot of box flowers, essential oils, a lot of herbs. Um, I did a lot of that for the the next three years, and I progressively yeah. gotten better and better and better. Collectively, open to receiving all those gifts. There's not one single one. The key was to being open to receiving, and and hey, the worst that could happen. It didn't, who knows if it worked? It all worked. Collectively worked. Right. Right. Acupuncture, essential oils, everything. Massage. Friend of oh, mine used I to come over it. and give me uh, daily AMA massages, which was an oh. energy massage. Yes. Wonderful. 
Lisa Doyle is my guest. If you have, if you want to contact Lisa, go to talkdavid.com and you'll see on our radio page all of our guests today. And there's an email address for Lisa Doyle right there. If you have MS, if a friend of yours has MS, if you have some other type of condition and you just want to run it by her, send her an email. She's an awesome woman. She'll respond to you. Just go to talkdavid.com. Look at our guest list. You'll see Lisa Doyle there. Lisa, thank you for sharing. What a beautiful recovery story. Keep doing your great work, honey. Thank you, David. Okay, babe. Bye-bye. Bye. Giving you the information to radically shift, change, alter your existence. That's what we've been doing for 22 years. You can listen to the archive show tonight if you missed it. More to come. I'm David Essel. Stay right there.